Hello and welcome back to the Bed SOS podcast brought to you by the Who You Know Network. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS Lifeline. We got another great show today. We, we got two guests on with us today to talk about a very interesting, unique organization that I had never heard of before. I was very excited once I learned about it. I can't wait to get into this. As always, I'm here with my co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you doing today? Brother, I'm pumped up, man. I Listen, I don't get to say this often because I'm, I'm kind of one of those people like I, I know a lot of these organizations. I've never heard of MedTech Vets, and I'm excited to learn because I'm, I'm, I believe in learning things. I believe in, in figuring out new stuff. So I'm pumped up, brother. Absolutely. It's always great when we, we come across a, a one. And I, I love the niche factor on this one. So I, we're, we're going to get right into the introductions, and then we're going to start talking about this because uh, I can't wait to, to delve more into it. So today we have uh, Patrice Sutherland with us. She is the president and chairman of MedTech Vets, enterprise executive director at Integra Life Sciences, and formerly a U.S. Army combat veteran. She received her bachelor's degree in chemistry and engineering from the United States Military Academy at West Point and her MBA from Rice Business, Jones Graduate School of Business at Rice University. We also have Amy Ryder with us, who is the director of operations at MedTech Vets and has been with the organization for nearly three years. She is not a veteran herself, but is passionate about assisting veterans and has pursued careers that align with the military-driven missions for the past 10 years. She has four kids, is currently in school full-time for her bachelor's in nonprofit leadership. Apparently, you have a lot of time on your hands, Amy, with yeah. that many kids running around and going to school. I uh, can't wait to hear how you balance that. But ladies, how are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you so much for having us. I'm really excited to share more about this too. Yeah, doing great. I'm I'm excited that you guys really don't know a lot about us because that gives us an opportunity to really shed some light. So it's great. Yeah, that, that is that is absolutely amazing. So um and, and it's hard to believe that that Eric's never heard of you. I mean he's been doing this for quite a while. He he's he's talked with tons of companies. Um so this is great that you know we get to shed light for everybody. So let's uh Let's start with, uh, you know, a little bit more about, you know, both of you, you know, so Patricia, you're a veteran. Um, Did you have a drive, you know, to get into veteran support space or is this something that developed over time? How did you wind up getting into this? Yeah, absolutely. Throughout my career, um, I've had a drive to help veterans, kind of like any organization I've been at, you know, hiring diversity before it was cool. I'd look for veterans. I'd look for people who needed uh, a hand up the ladder and give them opportunities when, when other people wouldn't. Um, I love my brothers and sisters in arms, all of them, even though I'm army. I love all of them. <laughs> I love the subtle little jab. Yeah. Well, so my husband's Navy. So we, we jab quite a bit and my daughter, one of my daughters is Coast Guard. So we have a, we have a pretty full household. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, so my, my father's Navy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Navy's the best, I'm told. Oh. <laughs> and Amy, how about you? What, what really drew you to wanting to be in the veteran transition space or veteran support space? So I definitely tried to join the military um, out of high school, but I was unable to due to some medical reasons. And it was something that I just couldn't let go. So I decided to network within the industry and started working with um, veteran mission-driven companies and kind of found myself here. So over the years, really just grew that network, 
um, group people that I knew and knew that this is something I always wanted to focus my passion in. That's awesome. Fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah, and when Amy says she helps vets, let, let's be clear, I might have a title here, but her title's bigger. She's the one that does all the work. Her and Brianne um, do most of the work for MedTech Vets and interact with veterans way more than I do. So thank you, Amy. And I'll, and I'll tell you, as a veteran, right, the three of, three of us on this call are veterans. As a veteran, Amy, I will tell you, it is one thing for people to thank us for our service, but when we watch people like you who put your gratitude in action, put your money where your mouth is and, and work for it, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. It's definitely my purpose, my calling in life, so I'm very honored to do it. That is awesome. So let's hear, what, what, what is MedTech Vets? Tell us what that's about. And I'll, I'll let either of you field that question. Uh, I'll start. MedTech Vets is a nonprofit organization started by a friend and classmate, Mike Minogue, and another West Point grad, Alex Gorski, and founded really because they were both in the MedTech space and saw a need, just like you guys do, to help transitioning veterans. And selfishly for both of them, they wanted veterans in their organizations. So win-win. Uh, and they've just done a great job building it. And in fact, over the last few years before I took over as chairman, Amy and Derek Herrera, one of our other board members, really built this platform out to make it more user-friendly for the veterans. So go ahead, Amy. Yeah, so essentially piggybacking off of what Patrice said, we our whole focus is helping military veterans, really meeting them where they're at within their transition. Um, you know, no one veteran is the same, and we recognize that, and we really tried to create a program that helps them in all the different areas they need. Um, we're definitely medtech-focused, so our whole goal is to help veterans find careers in medical technology. You know, that encompasses med device, life sciences, pharmaceutical, um, but really advocating for them and turning their dreams um, into a reality, so making sure that they're not getting the short end of the stick and um, companies are recognizing, you know, the importance that they can bring to a workforce and they're not um, discrediting anything they've done. Fantastic. Um, I, I absolutely love that in the fact that it is so much of a, a niche market there. You, you have a focus, you are setting that focus. And I don't know how many people exist in that space, but so far you're the only one I know of. Um, not that I've done a lot of research to, to, um, see how many others are. Um, but it's just amazing that you guys are focusing on that because it, it seems like there's always a need in medical. Um, so absolutely. <clears throat> my follow-up question to that though, is going to be, do they have to have the experience in the med tech fields before they come to you? Absolutely no. not. No, most, most of them don't. This current cohort we have, the spring cohort, um, we have a lot of folks with, in fact, I think all of them have medical experience, but that's rare. Hmm. Most of them have, up, you know, typical military operations experience. And we help them see through interviewing um, practice and guest speakers we have on that they really have been selling their whole careers. They just don't know it. So we kind of help them use the verbiage that speaks to the people that they're going to be interviewing with. I love that. <laughs> You, you, you both mentioned kind of meeting, meeting your, your veteran, right? Meeting that, that, that person for the cohort where they're at. 
And I think that's really important, right? Because we all are at different stages of life. We're at different stages of our career. Our families look different. Our hopes and dreams, our aspirations, our ideas of success, that all looks different, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm a 25-year <clears throat> knuckle-dragging, barrel-chested grunt coming out of 25 years in the Army, right? Go Army, beat Navy. We'll eat goat for dinner. Um, <laughs> if I, I'm that guy, right, that's coming, coming to you, coming, coming to MedTech Vets, what is what's the process right what does that look like for for me to come on board for me to for me to learn more about what i want to do i want to get into med tech sales i want to get into med tech something what's how how do you do that what's that process look like so onboarding is super easy they essentially just go to our website fill out an application um once they do that it pings our team on the back end and my colleague brianne sets up a quick you know 15 minute meeting with them really just outlines what our program does and makes sure that that's something that they're interested in, finds out more about their background. Um, and after that, they fill out a three-question personality survey, which we use when we pair them with an industry mentor. And they're placed into the cohort of their choosing. So we really try not to turn anyone away um, that wants to get into the space because we want to be a program to help as many different veterans as possible. So um, we'll work with them to find them a, a mentor that meets not only their needs that they want to going into the industry, but personality wise. Um, and then we'll work with them as to where they want to go within the industry and really discovering their purpose and narrative for entering med tech. Um, they have a lot in common, but a lot of it really is purpose driven, you know, service oriented, serving people's lives. And that's what the military was about, too. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. Kind of along the lines, you know, if, if you didn't know, Eric uh, works for ACP, uh, you know, helping people with mentors mm-hmm. and what have you. And and that's I know personally, I, I love my mentor. And I, I've heard so many success stories from people who have used ACP. You know, so matching them up correctly just makes a mm-hmm. world of difference. And, and the fact that you, you all do that really is powerful. I really like to hear that. Well, there's and there's no such thing as as just having one mentor, right? There's, there's such a great alignment. And I think that's one thing that I, I, I just continue to love, Sean, as we go through the show, we, we meet these great organizations. I love to see how the us of it all, right? The, our community of it all stands shoulder to shoulder to welcome transitioning service members to help veterans who are looking for a career shift to work with mill spouses as they're trying to reinvent themselves or, or start over or, or, or find something new. I love seeing our organizations who stand shoulder to shoulder, who are willing to stand in the fight and, and stand in the gap and, and just be there for folks. Um, because Patricia, you said it like we, we don't need a handout, right? We just want to hand up. We just want somebody to say, hey, let me, let me, let me show you the way. Let me, let me ground guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me a shot. Yep. And it's hard when you're coming out, as you know, from the military, the transition, there's so many factors that are involved and having this so focused on, okay, we're going to help you get into the career you want. And as Amy said, find your purpose in your civilian life. That's, that's the thing that speaks to me, makes my heart sing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Amy, I got a question for you uh, as the director of operations, what, what are the outcomes of this program? What, what, what is the aim of what you're trying to accomplish with each cohort and each member that comes through the cohort? Honestly, it's just that they find their passion and job. So we've had a really great success rate so far. Um, Our academy programming was implemented in fall of 2020 when COVID hit and we were kind of faced with turning virtual. 
So since then, we've had a 91% um, employment rate post-graduation of our academy, which is really amazing to see. And I would love to get that to, you know, 100% where every veteran that's going through is finding a job, whether it be with any of our partner companies or, you know, even if they aren't for them out there in the medical technology world, so they can find a purposeful employment and they want to go to work every morning. That, that is absolutely awesome. And when was when when MedTech Vets first launch? When did you first start to? So the organization itself was founded in 2014. Okay. Um, it was previously known as MVP Vets and had a more regional focus. So there's a lot of different networking events, um, talking with different companies, normally out of the San Diego region. But when COVID hit, um, you know, you couldn't do that anymore. And we really wanted to expand to a nationwide program anyway. So it was just kind of the perfect time to, you know, redo all the processes and come up with a new type of program that could encompass everyone. So you you guys actually grew because of COVID. Yeah. Which is, that's amazing. And, and that's, but that's such a reoccurring theme. And again, I mean, I, I love this phrase, right? Our community. That's such a reoccurring theme in our community. When we look at what happened in COVID, when we look at the veteran community, when we look at veteran support, when we look at what happened as people went to transit, transition out of the military and were left with a lack of support because of COVID, because of what it did to our TAP system and all that other stuff, we saw the community grow. We, 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 we took a punch and we punched back. Yep. Right? And I think that's just such a, uh, an amazing thing for me to watch for our, our community, just to, it's it's such a cool place for us to see growth in despite of. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Patrice, what, what makes this nonprofit so unique? Is it, is well, it as you said earlier, thing? go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, is it the people, the mission, a combination of several things, the vision, you know? Yeah. Um, probably, I mean, definitely a combination of both, right? Or all three. Uh, I, what drew me to the organization was that it was so specific in an industry that's very homogenized. Typically in medical technology, people hire people who look like them or who have their backgrounds. And when you say veteran, you know, they're always like Eric said, willing to say, or maybe it was you, Sean, thank you for your service. Right. But they don't really know how to help. And, so an organization that's specifically focused on helping them understand that your background transitions into this field beautifully. And if you, you want a position in this field and you're willing to do the work, put the work in and prep yourself, then um, sky's the limit. You know, uh, it, there's no no's here. But if they were out trying to get into the med tech um, field on their own, it'd be very difficult, very difficult to transition. It's, it's, it's a translation issue, right? Yes. Like that's what it is. It's, it's a translation issue. It's how do I take my military service for, in my case, 25 years or four years or 24 years. It doesn't matter. How do I take my military service and translate it into that elusive language of civilianese that, that a company in your industry would recognize my talent? Because I know what talent looks like, right? Talent for 25 years looked a specific way. Talent on the outside and in the med tech world maybe doesn't look the same. doesn't mean it's not talent. So how do I that's show correct. them that what I bring is talent? Right. It might not look like what they've known, but it is. So it's, it's great. So, so you've got this, this great, this great process of helping us navigate that process, right. Helping us navigate 
that transition, that translation. What's next? What's what's up and coming? What's big? What's 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 coming down the pipeline? What can we expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Amy. So we're definitely hoping to grow our program. Currently, we keep our cohorts small. Um, you know, our staff is pretty small. It's just myself and Brienne. So we accept up to 17 veterans per cohort. But I hope with next year, we can break the um, 100 veteran threshold per year. Um, and then once we do that, we're looking to expand our programming, possibly split between West Coast and East Coast, and then maybe even implementing something for military spouses as well. It's always been something I would love to do. So, yeah. Got to drop that for the spouses. Absolutely. Every time we can, we can offer that, that that's, that's huge. Um, and it really seems like there's a huge push going on even more now to, to mm-hmm. add things for the spouse. I really love that. So can you walk us through, you know, what's, what's the cohort do? Like, how's this whole process work once you, you got 17 in the, in the cohort, what, what all are they going to be doing? Yeah. So we pair them with one to three different industry mentors. Um, I know like Eric mentioned, there's no one mentor. So we really try Mm -hmm. to give them as many resources as possible Um, If they feel like they can take on three mentors, we absolutely give them that option. Um, We ask that they meet once a week with their veterans throughout the seven-week process. And then they go through a series of virtual online sessions with us weekly. So we cover, um, you know, building your narrative. What does that look like? How does your purpose translate to the industry? How can you really connect to people on a personal level? Um, What does MedTech look like? Different companies within the realm, different roles that you might not have thought of translate really well to your background. Um, Resume building. We do personalized resume assistance with lots of one-on-one meetings. So how do you effectively translate your resume? How do you create a template? And not only that, how do you um, edit a template for specific job roles? Because you're going to need to do that when you're applying in the MedTech industry and really speak to that company's mission. Um, We cover personal branding. So having a, an online presence, specifically in LinkedIn, networking. Um, I don't think we can stress networking enough throughout the event. It's really about creating a robust network for you. So with that in mind, we try to introduce veterans to as many possible people as we can throughout this process, whether it be our instructors or um, resources, connections that we can make with them on the back end. And then we cover um, interviewing. So we'll do in-person, virtual, and recorded interviews, best practices, and then veterans get a chance to conduct three um, one-on-one mock interviews with some of our different volunteer mentors, which is really fun. And then the conclusion of the Academy is a networking conference. So we host a networking conference for anyone you know within industry or mentors. Um, any of our partners, really anyone that just wants to network with veterans. And it's a two hour long evening, veteran led breakout rooms. So they just get to hear from um, medical technology professionals and create these connections. And it's had a really good turnout rate. Um, statistically, about 50% of our veterans find employment after this conference, which is amazing. So high level Reader's Digest version, that's kind of what we do. I love it. So what, it, to, to our listeners right now, Right. In order to grow, because I, I firmly believe that organizations like yours with this with this kind of niche field, this this ability to reach um, a targeted audience. What can our audience do to help? What, what can we do to help grow? What can we do to help you get to that 100, 100 veteran a year threshold? How do we help? 
that, uh, that's a simple that one. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's funny because Amy and I had a call. Uh, we got like an emergency message from one of my classmates. He's at Phillips and he had to hire 375 people. And he's like, hey, you post all this stuff all over LinkedIn. Like, I need some veterans in my organization. And we got on a call with him and it was like, that we don't have 375 to give you right now, but we have a really good cohort. Um, and he, I mean, he jumped on it. His talent acquisition people were there, but time, treasure, and talent is what we need. So uh, if you don't have um, time, we'll take treasure and talent. If you don't have any one of the three, we'll take the other two. Um, and I'm most impressed with, as Amy said, the turnout of folks that come to our um, evening cohort sessions, which are uh, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Tuesday night. And this week we had two. We had one on Tuesday and we had one last night. And uh, obviously the veterans, what they're doing is really like a duck's legs underwater. Amy gave you the, the overview, but um, what they're doing is is a, a full-time job, right? As, as you know, because you've transitioned out of the military. So we're giving them the tools, but then Amy and Brianne are meeting with them during the day when they have a packet of time that they can give to it to get them ready for the evening sessions because the evening sessions two hours in the evening would never cover it for seven weeks um so it's an all-day thing so yeah time treasure talent we take donations we take donations of of time uh and we take donations of money that's how we operate and what i said to bit when he said why can't i have more i'm like well we need to grow and we can't grow with without donations um, and all the donations go to we have only two salaried staff it just goes to our operating fees. We have a board of directors. We, you know, it's a nonprofit board. We don't take salaries. Um, we all donate, in fact. Uh, so that's that's the biggest thing. And spreading the word too to meet, you know, that hundred veteran threshold. Um, like you guys mentioned, not many people know about us. We're pretty known within the medtech industry, but outside of it. Not really, um, because when veterans transition, they don't immediately think, oh, I want to go into medical technology. Um, they don't even consider it because they often don't have a background in that field, so they don't think it'll be applicable. So really just spreading the word that you don't have to have a background in medical technology to make it in this industry. Um, and there's a team behind you to support you, and we'd love to be a part of your journey. So one of your focuses is on the, the six-month time frame from separation, so uh, the, the skill bridge window, essentially, right? Um, ha have you, as an organization, gone on events like the Vets Industry or the 50 Strong, you know, where, where they have the different skill bridge ones or have people come on and talk? You know, are you, are you taking advantage of those to, to spread the word? Yeah, so I've attended Vets to Industry. I try to attend as many as I possibly can. Um, and I've met with the leader of 50 Strong. We haven't attended any events there yet, but I do plan on doing so. So we're definitely trying to utilize all the different networks out there and, you know, spread the word. If I meet someone on the Vet to Industry event, I try to message them and let them know that about our, our organization, see if it might be something they're interested in. So, um, you know, even outside of that, looking at other smaller nonprofits that maybe haven't had as huge of a recognition as ourselves and partnering with them as well to help create synergies and get the word about out about both of our programs too. Yeah. I love that. And I think it's because in, Amy, you said it, it's when we, when we separate out of service, right. Sometimes it's a lot, it's a whole lot of, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I, I knew a couple of things. I, um, <clears throat> I love my law enforcement, my law enforcement guys and gals and I appreciate it, but that's not something I wanted to do. 
right? Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go contract overseas. I was, I, I got kicked in doors for a long time. And I, that's not something my body was telling me that wasn't in the future for me. Right. So, um, so I, I, I didn't know what was next. And mm-hmm. when, when everything's an option or nothing's an option, right. You don't know what, what is, what's next. So I think, I think network, I think we need to get the word out. I think that we need to, we need to help people understand that there's a, there's a great industry out here, right. There's a great industry that, that loves our veterans because it's also a selfless service type of industry, right? So it's something that fits our culture well. Um, so network, we got to get the word out. We got to we got to get it out. We got to let everybody know. Um, you guys, give them a bomb for that. Now I'm gonna have to deal with the word out. Right? With the ego. The word out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to deal with the ego now. Great. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Sorry. So, I, I'm going to pat myself on the back only because Eric has given me a couple opportunities throughout this episode to make jokes about the infantry and I bit my tongue. Um, so I, I'm very proud of myself too. today. <laughs> and, and I'm going to let you slide for that. <laughs> so the one thing I think we need to, we have to add a footnote to this episode when we publish it and explain to people what Reader's Digest is. because. <laughs> I don't know how many of our audience know. Pretty proud I swear you're not reference. that old. No, but I was proud of you for making that reference because most of your <laughs> have no idea what Reader's Digest is. I didn't think about yeah. that. I'm very young with an old person's soul. so That's all right. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember stacks of them in the house as a kid. So Okay. I've got to ask. How do, our, how do our listeners find you? How do we connect with you? How do we find you? Let's get that word out. I know it's scrolling on the bottom, but I want, I want to hear from you. How do we connect with you? How do we find you? Definitely our website, scrolling on the bottom. Um, LinkedIn, we're very present on that. Um, you know, look myself up on LinkedIn as well. I'm happy mm-hmm. to connect with anyone, talk with them, you know, even if it's outside of medical technology, happy to provide any help I can. Connect with Patrice. Um, our yeah. board of directors are amazing and always here to help veterans. So there's numerous ways to get plugged in with us and involved. And all you have to do is search MedTech Vets on literally any platform and we'll pop up. Send me a message. I don't have much social media. LinkedIn is my outlet and we respond. Amy and Brianne are very responsive. We will get to you. We will help you in any way we can. And like Amy said, you might come in here thinking you want med tech and decide you want something else. We can help with that too. I love that. I look forward to assisting you guys. I look forward to jumping in the ring alongside of you, helping you spread the good word of, uh, of, of your organization. Um, man, I'm stoked. This is, this is, I've learned something. I, I can now Yay! do the rest of my day knowing that I learned something. Today. That's so it. Another joke about the infantry. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys so much for giving us the opportunity to speak about MedTech Vets. We don't get, often get asked to do that. And so a lot of what people find out is through word of mouth and through Amy and Brianne just being doggedly persistent on getting the word out. So, I, I, I love what you guys have going on and the fact that it provides a, a different outlet. You know, people are going to be able to get their foot in the MedTech door, mm-hmm. something that maybe they've always wanted to try, maybe always wanted to look at, never had the opportunity. Um, you know, so this is a great window to get them, get their foot in the door and start that. And that's just, uh, to me, amazing. Um, I really applaud you for what you guys are doing. Um, this is just 
the number of windows that this opens, the doors it opens, it's phenomenal. Um, so we're, we're, we're down at the end. Um, I want to give you each an opportunity. Is there something specific you want to leave the audience with? You know, something you, you want them to think about or, or you want them to pursue, especially that pertains to their transition? We'll start yeah. with Patrice. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you are a transitioning vet, look our organization up. Um, we'll either help you or point you in the right direction. And we don't give up until you have a job that you like and you've transitioned. And I also want to say, if I could, thank you to our alumni, because our alumni are a big part of our program. They graduate, they get into the industry, they're back being mentors for us, they're back speaking about their organizations, and they're helping their talent acquisition folks navigate a veteran's resume. Even when we do a great job um, helping them put a good resume out, sometimes it helps to have a veteran on the end, other end um, advocating for them. So, Amy, go ahead. I'll echo everything Patrice said and add, you know, really just network. Um, as a civilian trying to help transitioning veterans, a lot of what I hear is it's kind of a deer in the headlight syndrome. Um, like Eric mentioned, you don't know what you don't know. So spend some time doing research, networking with a network of veterans. Um, look up different organizations. Maybe ours is the right fit for you. Maybe it's not, but there's people there willing and ready to help you and they want to. So use it. I love that. Yep. Your network is your net worth, right? Yep. Yes. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Eric, do you have any parting shots? No, listen, ladies, I am so thankful that you guys have been here and shared your, you know, your time with us. Teresa, I know you're on vacation. I know you don't call it a vacation. It's still a vacation. <laughs> but you still took time out of your, out, of your, out of your morning to sit down and have a, have a cup of coffee with us and talk to us about, about what you've got going on. Um, I'm, I'm proud of you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm happy now to call you allies. Um, you've got the Vet SOS team on, on your side. Um, and we look forward to we look forward to helping you uh, helping you spread the good word. I think it's time to help them. Maybe we gotta pass them on to another podcast. Let's get them on the podcast circuit. And get there them they, they need to be able to do this more often. Yeah. Thank you. Thank that. you. Thank you. And thank you guys for what you do for veterans as well. One hundred percent. Thank you. No, this has been awesome. Just just an amazing organization. I I, I can't get over the just just the avenue you're providing. Um, it's something my wife has worked in the healthcare field for a while, and I know there's always a need there. Uh, so that this is really just phenomenal. And if you're looking to do a skill bridge, you're, you're even if you're already out, you need to check out MedTech Vets. This, this is something that could be the answer you're looking for. I highly encourage you to do it. Ladies, thank you for coming on, sharing your story, and, and thank you for what you do. This is absolutely thank amazing. Um, thank you all so much. And we thank want to thank you. everybody Thanks for, for tuning us. in. Yep. Well, I thank everybody for tuning in today to the Vet SOS podcast. Remember, don't drown the sea of transition. Grab the Vet SOS lifeline.